0: Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, we are well. We're back in the Disney camp very firmly. I feel like it's been a couple of weeks since we've done a Disney, at least. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: That's I was, I was thinking earlier on. I can't remember the last one we did. Is.
0: Yeah, we went. We seem to go through a phase of of doing. Disney after Disney, but it's been a while. Anyway, we're back looking at the animated series of The Little Mermaid, sometimes known, I believe, as Ariel's Undersea Adventures, but not always. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why that is. Um, As usual, I've done very little research, um, although this is Disney. So generally I'd have a little bit more knowledge than normal, but I I don't know why. I just know that in some places this is referred to as Ariel's Undersea Adventures, I believe.
1: Um yeah I have heard that as well I can't find a reference to it um anywhere um on the, uh, on the on the wiki or disney wiki or anything like that so I I don't know is the answer um but yeah this is this is a funny one for me because I'd forgotten it existed until we put this list together um and then when I sat down to watch um a couple of episodes over the last couple of days I watched the first four and I remembered every single fucking one of them
0: yeah I was kind of similar I I kind of forgot that there was um a series of this if i'm hmm. honest um which is weird because as, as i've said on on who wins um ariel i consider to be my princess i think everybody's got one yeah. Um i was the right age when the little mermaid came out so i always just kind of identify with with ariel as far as the princesses go um so you'd think i would remembered this really well um but I didn't, yeah. And until we were putting the list together, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, there was an animated series as well." Obviously, I knew there were sequels, mm-hmm. Um and yeah, as you say, I'm surprised how much of the animated series I do actually remember having gone back and and watched it. Um But yeah, it, nevertheless, there there was an animated series. It came quite closely after the was, film as well. From it what was I a remember. couple of years after. I think it was close. It was close here.
1: I think it was um. 'Cause I think there was a I think there was a re-release of Little Mermaid here in about ninety-two. Because um, it okay. originally came out in eighty-eight, eighty-nine, I think. Um and I think they was they re-released it that summer. Um, and the only reason I remember that is because um just before I went on holiday that summer, we went to see it. Like we were going on holiday on the Sunday, and my parents didn't know what the fuck to do with us because we were all wound up on the Saturday. So they took us to the cinema to see Little Mermaid. Um so that's the only reason I remember it being in cinemas at the time because I I always thought that this was a later film because of that because I'd seen it in the cinema in about in 92. Yeah. No,
0: Little um, Mermaid was like 89, 89. I want to yeah. say. Yeah.
1: 89, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it, it, there must have been a limited re release or it might have just been the cinema close to where I lived had a film really unsent back or whatever, so they put it on. Um, but yeah, so I always thought this film was later. Um, but then this debuted in the u.s in september 92 so we probably would have got it early 93 okay um so yeah it was i mean in that respect i'm certainly to me it was it wasn't long after um it wasn't long after it came about um
0: yeah i i seem to remember it being quite close after as well but i mean i would have seen little mermaid in 89 um and and know for a fact that i did um so yeah it's kind of odd to me then that it's this was easy. that much later and perhaps even more so that i i actually watched it and i definitely did um but if this was 90 what did you say 93? 92
1: 92 well, ni- so yeah, 92 in the us probably, probably early 93
0: here so i was like 12 um i mean look i was still watching cartoons when i was 12 no two ways about it but um to have watched the little mermaid when i was a for a 12 year old boy i guess seems a little odd but i mean we can get into that as we as we talk about the show um yeah, sorry, just to
1: cut you off a second Ariel's undersea adventures were the title of the, the vhs collections
0: right there you go um, i i knew there was something about that because i remember uh when the ride debuted uh, that was titled Ariel's undersea adventures right and okay. then in, I haven't done much research for this, but in looking for the episodes, Aerial's Undersea Adventures popped up, and I was right. like, right, hang on, that's the ride. But I was definitely seeing it in context of the show. So there you go. It, it must be like a, a collective name for them then. Yeah, so the,
1: yeah, with the VHS collections, uh, there were five of them. So you got Aerial's Undersea Adventures, Double Bubble, which was the first one. Um, Aerial's Undersea Adventures, In Harmony. Ariel's Undersea Adventures, Stormy the Wild Seahorse, Ariel's Undersea Adventures, Whale of a Tail, and Ariel's Undersea Adventures: Ariel's Gift, um, and they were all um, double-header tapes, basically.
0: Ah, uh, there you go. Okay, so for clarity, then the show is just called The Little Mermaid, the Little mermaid. just yeah. just like Disney's, Aladdin. Disney's the mermaid, yeah. Yeah, just like Aladdin is just called Aladdin. Yes. <laughs> it just it just is. Um, this I think came first though. Um, yes, so this,
1: this came ninety two. Aladdin, the film came ninety three. And then the C, the series dropped in ninety-four. Um the last season of Little Mermaid was its time slot was shifted from to eight thirty AM to eight AM on a Saturday morning to accommodate Aladdin. And then because Aladdin did so much better in the ratings, they they didn't pick up um CBS didn't pick up uh, Little Mermaid for a for a follow up se- uh, season.
0: Oh, okay. Um I I mean it certainly it looks earlier when you look at the animation yes. in this. I and I'm not saying the animation's bad. I mean, look, as we say whenever we talk about these Disney shows, um, the animation is, is top notch, but it's clearly older than. Yeah. Well, seeing that, it's not older than DuckTales, is it?
1: No, but, it's, uh, DuckTales came after. Um, I think the, the pro, I don't know what, I think because the color palette is so bright in this. Like everything has to be so vivid because obviously it's underwater. So they, you know, they kind of try to give it everything that's a very, like all the backgrounds are very sort of bright turquoise and all the you no know, the ground isn't ground colored. It's all in purples and oranges and stuff like that to give it a more corally sort of feel. Um, it does date a lot quicker. I mean, I, I'm watching it on Disney plus at the moment. Um, and obviously they've remastered it as much as they can to put it onto Disney plus. And there were a couple, most of it looked fine, but there were a couple of shots where I thought, "Oh fucking hell. Oh, that's really yeah, not really... quite right.
0: It really does show its age. I think perhaps it's also, and Aladdin suffers from this as well, I think it's also because, like for me, even though I watched this show, for me The Little Mermaid will always be the film. Yes. And so there is there is an expectation then. Yeah. Um, now, you know, on a weekly animated show, you simply don't have the budget or the time to no, uh, that's right. To, yeah, to pull off the kind of feature-length animation that you get in The Little Mermaid or in Aladdin, as as in the movie. So, yeah, you know, it's. I think perhaps that has something to do with it. It's not that the animation is bad at all, because it's not. not. In fact, it's fucking excellent. Uh, it is. It just, when, it just doesn't consider, compare. No. I mean, when you consider this show, as you say, is set underwater, you know, it, a lesser show would have just had the characters just hovering or whatever, or even walking Yes. Um, on on sea floor, look, Ariel's hair <laughs> yeah. is just a fucking wonder to behold yes, in this show. Is. Like it is in a constant state of movement, as is her tail, as is flounder's fins. Like,
1: and you get, they you get are the all... bubbles and stuff as well. Um, which yeah. you, you'd be expected to not have.
0: Yeah, like a a cheaper show would definitely have just. It just not bothered they would have yes. just said oh yeah it's underwater and you can tell it's underwater because, because they fish yeah, yeah and they
1: fish in the background so bluey turquoisey
0: so it looks like sea yeah but you know they, they've gone to the they've gone to the extreme of animating things like hair and fins and and to a, and, to a and, certain and extent well. to... what's that i said
1: not just arrows, as well there's one of the early episodes one of her sisters um is in it a... And like her hair as well, everybody's treated the same. So it's not just, really, well, we'll make a big fuss of Ariel on the main cast, and then the others will kind of just let slide and nobody will notice. They've gone all in on everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like they've applied physics to this, <laughs> um, which is, look, just think about that for a second, a weekly animated show that you need to churn out that yeah. needs to be done cheaply. Um, unless let's bear in mind if this came out ninety-two, ninety-three, Disney don't have ABC yet either, do they? No, so they this would yes. this would have been a product that they sold. So they would have wanted to do it as cheaply as possible as well, in yeah, order to, to sell it. Maximum profit. Yeah, yeah. But the amount of time and care and effort put into something like that, just try and wrap your head around that. They animated the fucking hair. Yeah. Like they they made the undersea environment look as real as they possibly could within the realms of animation and talking crabs and shit, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, it yeah, we can't say that the animation's bad. It just does look dated, and it doesn't. It's not so much the animation, but the the drawings themselves don't have the level of detail. I think perhaps that you would get in the feature length ones.
1: Yeah. So they sure. are
0: slightly more cartoony. Um, having said that for all we can say that perhaps the animation isn't up to snuff uh, with, with the feature, then you look at the voice cast and just about everybody returns.
1: Like, yeah. And I was going to, I was going to say, the voice cast itself um, is largely the same. Um, you had, um, Jodie Benson returns there or Sam Lee Wright, Sebastian, um, Kenneth Mars as Triton. Um, you did get some new ones as well. Obviously flounder was different. Um, Prince Eric was different the one thing I did notice with the sound though is that we were talking about the animation not looking as, as crisp and as, as good as the um, as the film I found that with the audio as well it took me a while to get my ear tuned in and Jodie Benson didn't sound like Jodie Benson for the, no, for just to, it, 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 to a point I mean the I don't know if it's the, the way she was directed or whether they were trying to churn through stuff, but the, the, a lot of the cadence was different, a lot of the, new, the, the nuance in her voice was different. Um, and it just didn't sound, again, didn't sound as crisp. and I, I don't know whether something in it was jarring in me, but it just didn't quite sound like her at the foot no, at first. so I don't know whether again they just come around, we need to churn out as much as we can. Um, and it doesn't, we're not going to apply this the same amount of effort into touching up the audio as we would have in the film. Um, I don't know what it was, but just it, it stood out for me, certainly for the first episode, and then it kind of calmed down a bit as my ears have tuned into it. Right.
0: Now, it's funny you should say that because, yeah, I was just, just letting you finish the, your thought stream there, and I was about to say exactly that. I'm also watching it on Disney+. Plus. Hmm. And the first episode, I agree, there was something something off about the performance.
1: Yeah. Something, only, something only subtle,
0: stunted. Hmm. Um, now, to me... Um, it wasn't so much that it didn't sound like Jody Benson. It's very clearly is Jody Benson and no one else has ever been Ariel. Hmm. So it's, it, you know, you, you can't mistake who it is. I, I think it's, I think what it sounds like to me is their line reads it sounds like this has been done, and I'm guessing it is because it's Disney. This has been done in the traditional animated um, style of just having Jodie Benson alone in a room talking to a microphone. Possibly, and yeah. maybe there's a period of adjustment, assuming they were even recorded in order, which they may not have been. But maybe there's a period of adjustment between her and the director or something. I don't know. But it felt it's not that... I, I think the quality of the sound was different for me. It felt like her performance was just flat. And in particular, I think that first episode, Ariel, doesn't have too much to do. It feels no. like the Sebastian show. Well, yeah,
1: I'll come on. I'll come on to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, I I I, I it's to me it just didn't sound right. And I I put it down to the as I said, initially I put it down to us oh, a different cast. And I looked it up and thought, no, it is it is the same cast. And then as I got more into it and you no know, further into into the first season it was very clearly Jodie Benson playing Ariel, and that was fine just going... Go, I mean, I went back again and watched the first couple of scenes again. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd attributed to the sound and it not quite sounding right, but, yeah, for whatever reason, it just didn't quite take with me. And it's only in the no, the following couple of episodes where things picked up um, and she had a lot more to do that it actually, no, it actually started to resonate. So I, I put it down to, the say, it wasn't quite sounding right, and it just took me a while to acclimatise. But it may have been that. It may have been you know, the way it was recorded. But just, yeah, it didn't sound right or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, I, I think it was more in the actual performance in that first episode. Um, and yet, yeah, to, to my knowledge, I could be wrong because, again, no fucking research. Um, just, just my Disney knowledge. But I don't believe anyone else has ever been Ariel. Um, no, I, don't I wish think so. if you hear Ariel, it's Jodie Benson, uh, no matter yeah. what it's in. Be it in a game, be it in one of the sequels, be it in a TV special. Um, generally, if you hear Ariel, it's it's Jody Benson. So, yeah, I think that's right. I'm I'm almost certain of it, but I I could be wrong. Um, but I, I'm almost certain. So. So, yeah, I agree. I, I noticed that as well. So I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because I thought it was just me being a bit snooty. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, clearly not. There is there is something off about the performance in that first episode. Um But, you know, to get into the show itself then. Yeah, I've, I've been watching it on Disney Plus as well. And I kind of didn't know how to feel about mm. watching this because I say I, I love The Little Mermaid. Um, I... I'm a defender of The Little Mermaid against quite a few people who will shit on it from a great height for its gender politics. Um maybe we'll get into that here, maybe we won't. It depends how triggered I get. Um <laughs> this show goes a uh, goes to great lengths to correct um a lot of that. Well, not even correct, I, I don't think because I don't think it was a it was particularly noticed back then. Um but I yeah, I just didn't know. Bearing in mind, I couldn't really remember much of it. I didn't know if it was going to be a little bit of a knockoff, which which worried me. Um, Even though it's from Disney, I was a little bit like, yeah, but what can you do with the story of The Little Mermaid, really? For the same reason that I haven't watched sequels or prequels, um, and for the same reason I haven't watched any of the sequels to any of the princess movies, except for Beauty and the Beast. Uh, and that's only because they have some set at Christmas, and I'm a sucker for Christmas. <laughs> um, so I, I was kind of a little bit worried, but also kind of excited because, having said all of that, you know, we, and, and we talked about this on the show, the Aladdin TV show was very, very good. Yes. Um And generally, the Disney animated shows are very good. So okay, maybe, maybe it will be good. I don't know. And I just didn't know what to expect going in. Um, completely took me by surprise how good this was. Uh, completely. Um, as I said, I didn't know what I was expecting, but I certainly wasn't expecting musical numbers, for instance. No, and I can't believe no, I, I didn't was. remember the fact that they were musical numbers. <laughs> um, yeah. I wasn't expecting what kind of amounts to a an undersea action adventure show with a strong female lead. Um, I certainly didn't see that coming. Um, and you know, yeah, the the action and adventure does does skew uh, slightly towards what might be seen as stereotypical girly stuff. You know, there's there's adventures in babysitting and there's thing you know things like that in there. But in general, it goes along the lines of you know somebody fucks something up. Generally, Ariel because she's so fucking curious but then yeah. her and sebastian flounder have to go off and quest for whatever to fix it um mm. and in that way it follows a traditional action adventure template you know you swap out ariel for aladdin and you swap out the sea for sand dunes yeah kind of have a very similar show um that surprised me i i i don't know why and it shouldn't have as i say because i am a defender of the little mermaid as as a franchise and but it it did surprise me to see it see it treated with i guess with that much respect because it would have been very easy based off the success of the film as well which was huge it would have been very easy to just be like here's a bunch of stories about mermaids and they're all going to sing and dance and just be fucking happy with it yeah Um, it's not that at all. They, you know, there's there's new characters created which recur. They've got the whole thing with the race of sharks that are yeah. kind of at war with the kingdom. Um, there's a lot in here. And and as you say, in, in later episodes, we do actually meet Eric as well. Yeah. Um, and in doing so, what we actually do is is add weight to the story of the Little Mermaid, you know, where there's much sort of um, levied at it that, you know, or Ariel falls head over heels with him as soon as she sees him and thinks... But that's not the case you know we we learn here if we're to take this as canon we learn here that actually their paths have crossed many many times and they've kind of been pining for each other for Mm. a little while they've just never actually met yeah and so the film acts more as a kind of a a meet cute if you like eventually after they've had all of these narrow misses Mm. suddenly they land up in each other's arms um so that was interesting to me as well. I have yeah. actually watched, as you'll probably gather from all of that, I've watched quite a bit of this. <laughs> um, I think it's just because of the access, like, just because I haven't had to go rooting around in the deepest, darkest corners of the internet. Like, it's all there on Disney Plus. Like, you press play and it just starts fucking playing and it doesn't stop until you go and do something else. Um,
1: yeah, that's it. I mean, I, um, I'm on lockdown at the moment, so I'm stuck at home. So I'm, I, I gain like three hours a day where I'm not traveling to and from work. And the, you know, the, the kids are on Disney Plus when they're not doing schoolwork; they're on their all bloody day. Um, so I, I, I chuck stuff on. You no know, one thinks, well, they're, they're on their on their tablets; they're watching it. They're quiet, so I'll, I'll stick it on mine. And I just so I watched three or four episodes yesterday, and I was just like, oh, okay, I can watch more of this. And like t- today, I would have. I was busy doing work, so I didn't get a chance. But it is so easy. And if I thought about it, when I would have just thought about it now, I could have quite easily had a window open on the computer watching that while I was working. Because, as I said, access is nothing. You don't go and find it. It's not like there's a half an episode on YouTube here and another half there or, or in Motion, that you've got an episode split into, like, 14,000 different clips. You know, it's it's all there. And, as you say, just, it'll run and run and run until you stop it. So, I mean, it's it's a, a great fe- – you know, it's, it's a hell of a feature. There's not a Disney Plus advert. We're not getting paid. Um, but, yeah, it, it has made this a lot easier. And When we've done previous shows, like when we did Gummy Bears and Aladdin and stuff, using Disney life then that that, that was the same principle that having it all in one place makes it a hell of a lot easier to do these shows um and to, and to really get into them whereas you know, when we when, when we sort of struggle and scrabble around to find an episode here and an episode there and they're not in order there's not very it's very difficult to have any sort of continuity to it then it does make it a lot more difficult to do this
0: it does yeah and I think as I say the way the way the show is kind of written as well just lends itself to binge watching like there's no yes there is no real grand overarching story but the episodes do, there is a continuity within the episodes then, is what I'm saying. They do kind of follow on. Characters are introduced who then recur. Yes. Um, so there is something to drag you in. And and if nothing else, look, I'm, I and I'm aware this is me. Like, I'm a, I'm a horrible mark for this stuff. I, I love Ariel, and I love the little mermaid. Like, <laughs> she's just my princess. It's simple as that. Um, and yes, I'm aware that I am an almost 40-year-old man saying that now. But, you know, we talk about nostalgia on this podcast a lot, and I identify a huge period of my life with The Little Mermaid being released and getting the Burger King toys and Mm. all of that kind of stuff, you know, in in a way that I guess some people, you know, now in in five, six years' time will begin to identify with Frozen um, because it was out when they were children, and it was huge when they were children. And and Little Mermaid was that for me. Yeah. So – if nothing else, it's very easy for me to just stick this on and go. Oh, cool! It's cereal.
1: Yeah, I mean, talking about the Burger King toys, I was um, thinking yeah, when we were uh, talking about this last week. Um, I had. I did. We didn't used to go. To burger, we didn't used to go to Burger Place very often because my mother was so fundamentally opposed to you know, fast food and stuff. Um, don't know why, because it was so fucking easy, but. you know she had principles apparently um but i think i went to a birthday party or something and i had a kid's meal from Burger King with the toy um, and it was um, a yellow like a really cheap plastic boat with eric in it and that's I've...
0: the one i remember the most
1: yes that's the I, i've still got the eric yeah i mean there's a bag of bag of like figures and stuff at my parents house which we haven't got rid of because like various cousins have played with stuff over the years and now i'm like my nephew and Mike and Mike to play with stuff um so it's still there and the, the eric is still there i'll i'll, I'll see if my mum can dig it out and i'll i'll take a picture of it if it's still there and stick it up on uh, stick it up with the post but yeah it's it's one of those uh, it's it's only what an inch and a half 2 inches of plastic but it's it's no it's 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 lasted a lot longer than some of the other toys i had
0: yeah i i remember the eric very vividly and i remember the flounder very vividly what was the flounder um, it it was just a it was just a flounder it was just a. a, a, a a plastic flounder that's all it was i just remember having it and i remember okay. having the eric as well Um, if I the remember...
1: eric have sebastian in his hand i think
0: no i think there was a separate sebastian toy if i remember rightly they were all kind of wind-up toys and eric's boat kind of went along that's, wheels yeah. flounders yeah. fins went
1: that's right
0: um i had them all um because at, at this time um i was i would have a kids club meal once a week on a Thursday evening. Cause my parents would go late night shopping and that was their bribery to drag me around the shops <laughs> after school for two, three hours yeah. on a Thursday night. I'd ended up getting a kids club meal. Um, and it was, again, it was the little mermaid toys of all toys that convinced me to switch from getting happy meals to getting kids club meals because I okay. fucking wanted the little mermaid toys. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it was about the little mermaid that just appealed to me again it it wasn't necessarily laser targeted at me there were no mm-hmm. fucking he-men or giant robots or star wars it was you know quite a simple story really about a fucking mermaid falling in love with a human but this just maybe it was the way it looked maybe, maybe because certainly like even now the little mermaid is a stunning film to look at and it shows its age slightly now, but it is stunning. And a lot of it is down to that color palette that you're talking about and, and the animation um, of the embassy environments. But I don't know, certainly the songs would have helped, I guess, but there was just something about it that grabbed my imagination. And I would have been like nine probably by the time it hit this country, eight, nine. Mm -hmm. So I was still very, very young. Um,
1: but I mean the, th- the thing is as well, I mean, you, you look at any of the Disney features from that sort of period, right? No, well, not just from that period to be honest. It's something Disney have always done well. Even if it's even if you're not its central demographic, um, there is enough in there in there to appeal it. Um uh, you, as you said, Little Mermaid is, is your Disney film, Aero's Your Princess. Bell is always mine. Bell mm-hmm. is the first one I remember seeing in the cinema. Um, I'd seen others, like we had a like every now and again stuff would be on TV, um, or it would be like no, they would release them periodically on VHS and then we so we'd pick the odd ones up. Um and we'd seen others, like I'd seen Snow White and I'd seen bits, bits and pieces. But um as I said, Bell was the first one I saw in the cinema. But it's it was always there's always something with Disney films, and it doesn't matter if it's Snow White or Little Mermaid or 101 Dalmatians or Bambi or Fox and the Hounds or whatever it is, there will always be something in there you latch onto. to. Mm. Um I like, no, I remember um the first couple of films I ever saw in the cinema. I saw American Tale, um and Aristocats, within okay. not very long of each other, and both of those still sort of don't jump up across. Because I know they were the first films I went to see. How the fuck I remember that 30 plus years ago? I don't know, but it's something that sticks in my memory. But then, um, let's say every now and again, stuff Disney stuff will go back into the cinemas for like short runs. um So I remember seeing Bambi on a school trip. I remember seeing um, Fox and How My dad. My dad used to work shifts. And I think he was feeling guilty over we doing a triple shift at one point. She took us to see Fox and the Hounds and promptly fell asleep. Um, but so I, I do remember, and of all, you know, there's something, there's a classic hook to all of them. It doesn't matter what they are, it doesn't matter if, you know, if they are about princesses or unrest. There's always something that brings you in. There's always something, that you know, be it the songs, be it the way it looks or whatever. There's just something you go, all oh, right, yeah, I can, I can take that on. Normally it's the animal sidekicks, to be fair.
0: Yeah, Disney sidekicks have got a lot to answer for and they, they are, they definitely are the best things in most yeah, of their I'll, respective films.
1: I'll, to be fair it's the one the one lesson that Cinderella's taught me is that Disney's a fucking liar because no birds ever come and make my bastard bed every morning.
0: Yeah, if we could train them to do that then maybe we wouldn't eat the fuckers. Yeah, um,
1: and yeah. not shit everywhere.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. There is something universal about all of those films and And the show, actually, you know, Mm -hmm. going back to what I was saying earlier on, the show carries that through as well. I think that's what surprised and delighted me the most in, in equal measure watching it was this wasn't some cheap cash in where, like I said, it could very easily have been. okay. so we've got Aladdin coming up and we've got DuckTales and we've got Rescue Rangers. So this is the girl show yeah um, and and look that's that's gender politics at, at its worst guys i know when and, and you know we're very sensitive to that sort of thing on this show but this is the late 80s early 90s okay this is just unfortunately the way things were it's why we had pink transformers um yeah they just absolutely they, they don't just avoid that trap they just they don't even think about it like it, this this show appeals to everyone on every level like i say there there are the elements of what would have considered of being considered sort of feminine traits at that time you know so there's the sisters and and they're kind of vampy and, and trashy in a lot of ways and then mm. there's you know there's elements of ariel doing babysitting and you know playing with dingle hoppers and she has her animal friends and stuff like that but for all of that then there's also, like, okay, we need to go and fight the shark guys this week. Yes. And, you know, the king's going to get his trident out and shoot fucking lightning. And we're going to race on seahorses. And so there's just... There is something for everyone here. And it's all tied together by a fucking ghoul. <laughs> yeah, now, and I, that I mean... is not something that we were accustomed to seeing. And, and look, how many think good and hard how many of the shows we've talked about and this isn't through design by us how many of the shows we've talked about can you honestly say are about females have a female lead because i can think of this and kim possible
1: yeah probably it, and I'm, actually.
0: I'm struggling to find a third
1: yeah i mean without going back and looking i can't tell you oh um, i mean
0: a sabrina i guess oh um, yeah because we we did we did Sabrina as well recently, um, but I mean that's that's live action. So so for that to for for them to not only do that, I mean I guess they kind of had to because the film was about Ariel. Um yes. But not only did they do that, but this show I believe was fairly successful as well, if yeah, not yeah. very successful off the back of the franchise. So it's not like they did it and it bombed. Like it it achieved what it needed to achieve, um, and that's fucking amazing. Like I. I think even if you try to get this made today, if you didn't have the backing of that feature behind you, like yeah. some shitty network exec is going to look at it and go, yeah, but where's, where's Prince Charming? Yeah. Where's, 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 the, the where's
1: the appeal to boys? Yeah, and we going to sell toys off that
0: shit? Like I said, Eric appears fleetingly, and it is fleetingly throughout this yeah. show, but he's not a big part of it at all. You know, there is no there is no easy in for boys. There's stuff there for your Transformers and your He-Man crowd, yeah, because as I say, there's there's action and combat and racing and and all of these things. But there's no obvious, you know, there's there's no male adonis-like hero here. There's no He-Man. There's no Optimus Prime. There's no Hercules. Yeah. There's no Aladdin. There's there's none of that. This is about yeah. Ariel and her undersea critter friends.
1: Yeah, and I mean not only that. I mean it. <sighs> Is a hell of a pun as well. See, so the film ends the way the film ends. So, you know, she has legs and she's now living on land with Eric and all the rest of it. So
0: Spoilers, Mark! Jesus!
1: The film's nearly 40 years old.
0: Fuck right off. <laughs> Fuck right off. I know I just said that. But
1: okay, you the, the, you film is 30, the film is 32 years old.
0: You saying it back to me is somehow worse. I feel worse about that now.
1: I'm right there with you. Don't worry. Um, but, yeah, I mean, no. The... It was a hell of a point to say, right, well, we could do that, or we can reinvent a lot of stuff by going and doing a prequel show, which again ran the risk of relying oh, on where's Eric, where's, no, how's Ursula in? Because Ursula, no, Ursula's dead. And so it was a big old risk to people who'd sort of seen the films as well, um, which, no, it, it seemed to work, it, it worked out very well. And it, as you were right, it was quite a successful show. Um, but it, it did take a bit of a gamble. I mean, originally it, was, um, it wasn't it was supposed to exist. Originally they were going to do um, a half um, live-action, half-Muppet thing with um, Henson's Creature Shop. Um,
0: no! Yeah, How was, did um, we not get that? Oh, well, man!
1: I shall tell you. Um, Disney pl- uh, plans to produce a children's television series for Disney uh, for a Disney channel called Little Mermaid's Island. The first series would feature puppets from Jim Henson's Creature Shop interacting with a live aerial. But video sales from The Little Mermaids during 1990 and early 1991 basically blew her out of the water and said, fuck it, but we don't want to do that. We want to do more of what we've just had in the cinema. Um, it, was more, it was more ambitious, so they oh went for that.
0: God, I would have loved that. Um, I, I would love to watch that now. I can tell yeah. you 11-, 12-year-old Chris would have <laughs> really fucking, <laughs> yeah. would have really loved watching a live-action aerial. Yeah. Um, so,
1: every- who bought the video ruined it for you because it never materialized so damn you everybody who bought the video
0: um but actually if nothing else, that that kind of exists in the parks um particularly still to this day there is a it's very dated now but there is a little mermaid show in um an mgm oh all right fucking hollywood studios whatever you want to call it mgm it'll always be mgm um there is a, a there is a Little Mermaid show there, which is exactly what you've just described. It is a live-action Ariel uh, and Eric interacting with a whole bunch of puppets. Everyone oh, okay. else is is like a Muppety-type thing. Um, well, there you go. That'd be it, then. So I kind of wonder, especially based on the time scale as well, that would be about right for development of, of MGM. So I, I wonder if that transitioned from... What was going to be on TV straight into Maybe. the park. Um
1: Yeah, because when when did MGM
0: open? Early nineties. Yeah, because we, we went in ninety one. So
1: it was it was there in ninety one because we went there um, in ninety one. It was definitely there then. So, I mean, um, it may have been quite new at that point. I don't know. I mean, I would I would be fucking too young to know any different. I want
0: to say I want to say it would have been like eighty nine, something like that. Um, right. I. It was the 1st of May, 1989. Good God. Oh, God. How how good is my Disney knowledge? Look, that was a reach <laughs> then. Okay, I didn't get the month, but that was a reach. And yeah, on, on Googling it, yeah, 1st of May, 1989. So this is probably about when that was in development. Um, you know, yeah, so that's 1990.
1: A, so yeah, that would have been probably about right because they'd have used an, it as a tie-in.
0: That's an easy transition into the parks. Um, God damn, I think that show would have been amazing. Um, it would
1: have gone one of two ways. It would have been amazing or it would have been fucking awful and ruined the legacy of the film. It would have gone yeah. one of no, it would, it, it there would be, there would be no, eh, it's all right. It would be, I'd
0: be awesome or shit. First of all, there are Muppets. Okay. So, so already it's, yeah, I, it's I'm like,
1: solved.
0: Yeah. I, like you're mine to lose already. Like, oh, sorry. I'm yours to lose already because there's Muppets. Okay. Then, got fucking live action aerial and, and I'm like a, rapidly approaching puberty so I uh, yeah i i would have been all over that all over it um yeah I'd, I mean, that's, that's I'd my i'm
1: sold already but
0: uh yeah i and i there would have been hundreds of thousands of, of teenage boys just like me uh, although <laughs> i suspect it was skewed that would have been skewed at a younger audience
1: oh yeah definitely it would have been all cute and cuddly i'd imagine it would be it would have been kind of similar to what we got in the cartoon uh, just in, just done in a different way.
0: No, I mean, really, a lot of a lot of what's done in the cartoon just couldn't be done in live action. I think is is the problem. You well, certainly would have had a kind of an episodic, no story-driven show. It would have. But been, a lot of the
1: characters would have been the same, and the, the, have the, the lot more songs. would have been a lot more songs. Yeah, there'd be more songs. The sharks would have been more sort of caricatures, as an, as an example. Things like, no, Mobster Lobster Lobster would have been exactly the same. And yeah, they'd, they'd, I guess they've still um, done stuff like that. So, I mean. I don't know. I mean, I don't think we'll ever know is the problem. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd imagine the people who would have been working on that have either forgotten or are dead by now.
0: I mean, look, here's, here's how that would have worked, I reckon. It would have been set post-film, in continuity, mm. and it would have been live-action post-film aerial, telling stories about pre-film aerial to the puppets and then you'd maybe have had short puppeteered sequences, or maybe even short animated sequences, which would have been this cartoon. Yeah, maybe. In theory, I think that's how that's how that would go if I was developing it, but I'm not. That, that
1: would make sense. But no, I mean, yeah, who who knows? I don't think we'll ever know. I don't think I don't think there's, there's enough of enough about it i mean i'm sort of clicking around the internet trying to find stuff while we're talking and i can't find anything on it uh I, um, I,
0: it, it probably never went into production if they went straight no, to it that show, and, and it, it just did. would have shifted straight over to, yeah, to mgm been, you
1: know, an attraction at park rather than where it,
0: a where it still runs today um
1: and that no, that in itself says, says a lot the fact that you know, 30 years later it's still running
0: um it, it does say a lot it it is a good show um the first time you see it um, It is a very condensed retelling of the film um, of But what it what it also Says is um, Hollywood Studios if you want to call it that now Has not had a lot of love In recent years um, Now they've piled A fuck ton of money into it And it's it's finally turning the corner But you know The last 10-15 years That was just kind of left to rot Over there um, So there was no investment, there was no new shows or anything going yeah. on
1: I mean, I mean, I haven't been there since oh fuck, December '93 was the last time we went to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, then it was no, it was brand it was I say effectively brand new the first time we went there. But even then, you, you had some of the characters walking around, but they were trying to sell it more as the sort of the film experience. So they had like the, you know the rides like earthquake and stuff like that, um, just because they were trying to sell this is where this is how we make films and this is what behind you no know, this is all the stuff that you get on film sort of type of thing. Um, very similar to you had at Universal at the time. Um, again, I haven't been there since 1993, so one, I don't fucking tell you that either. But yeah, it, it seemed that they they didn't quite know what they were trying to make of it at the time. And as I say from if, no, from what you said, they didn't really get a lot of investment, a lot of love for the last sort of 15 years or so. Then that's quite a shame because it seemed like it started quite brightly, but then it was like, well, oh yeah, brilliant. We'll just kind of leave things running. I mean, yes, no, The Little Mermaid is popular. and no, there's going to be a resurgence now with this live action one they're talking about. Um, but if they are still if there's a little show going that's been there for 30 years you've got to fucking wonder haven't
0: you yeah um i mean it looks like a 30 year old show now as well you know um i still watch it every time i go (laughs) yeah it's a little mermaid so still i still go um i don't think i've ever been to florida and not seen that show um so I mean that says something about it as well. If it was shit, regardless, if it was shit, I wouldn't waste my time on it while I'm in the past. Uh so that says something as well. Um but yeah, I I kind of I'm a bit sad that we didn't get that show. Um but I'm also very glad that we got what we did. Because yes. it, like you, you even you mentioned Lobster Mobster um just then, but but even that, just the amount of new characters that created and the kind of thought that went into them as well, like, yeah, okay, so lobster mobster is, is this kind of throwaway gag on the surface. But then yeah. he gets throughout the course of the show as well, he gets his own arc where he's like slowly trying to take everything over and there's a bigger fish yeah. that he's working for. And yeah, you know, it's it's all been incredibly well plotted and, and thought out. It's not yeah. just like a bunch of random episodes of the week, which Aladdin kind of felt like. Aladdin yeah, yeah. kind of was like, here's the adventure this week. Whereas with this, there were a lot more recurring characters. For instance, is the character of Urchin, who gets introduced yes. um, early on alongside Lobster Mobster, yeah. but then goes on to kind of become part of the fold. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, there's the seahorse that Ariel tames. Stormy. There's... Stormy, yeah. You know, and, and all of these characters recur. So there is a there is a world that's been built.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Look, I've got the uh, the Wikipedia in front of me, and there are thirty-one episodes. Right, there are th- there's sixteen original characters thrown in. So that's no more than two. That's more than two an episode. There you go. Yeah, and that's and that's, that, and that's you know, major characters. That's not like you know, how many
0: pretty- of them are sisters.
1: No, they're all they're all in the films. They don't count.
0: No, no, no. There's extra sisters in this. Definitely extra sisters. Uh, Ariel's got like about fucking five million sisters or something. Like, it, it's um, getting comical. I, I Like, right. I've been watching it, and new sisters just keep fucking popping up. Because
1: oh, You've got Atina, Aquata, Andrina, Arista, Adela, Alana. So, I mean, is that six?
0: No, she has six in the film. I, it feels like there's more than that in the show, unless they just look different. I think but... I
1: think they just have no, changed their hair and shit. Um, but so they, they're the only ones who were mentioned. But like, I'm thinking about like, when you've got, um, like, when they introduced... Um, the sharks in the, in the in the not the first episode as it turned out Well, come will on to that in a minute um so where you've got um oh, what the fuck was the name Sharga. um they introduced not just him but they introduced an entire cast of sharks and okay they're you know they're all kind of you no know, bumbling stereotypes but they introduced a whole lot of new characters there and you the only
0: sharkanians, different... sharkanians
1: they were and you know, who lived in Sharkania, um but yeah, no. In thirty-one episodes, to introduce sixteen new cast members, to uh, sixteen new characters and their surrounding like, entourages, that's yeah, quite that's quite an impre- uh, quite an achievement. I hadn't realized that Mark Hamill appeared either. In the
0: Mark Hamill is—I've missed him. He then played,
1: Hans, he played Hans Christian Andersen.
0: Oh, in the, yeah, okay. I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, I didn't realize that either. Um, I know. Not... I know Tim Curry was in it. Yeah, Tim Curry
1: was the Manta, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, Tim he Curry's was in in quite a lot of these Disney sequels yes. and animated shows. Um, yes, yeah, you just can't mistake Tim Curry.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, and then we got you know, get the uh, the usuals, you know, um Jim Cummings, Lawrence the Marsh, and people like that as well. So again, it's just Disney of the time, and you know, we get the same people over again, don't we?
0: Yeah. Um, but in, just in, in addition to the occurring. film cast,
1: yeah, yeah, but.
0: I mean, yeah, we keep getting them, but they're always excellent, is the well, thing. That's
1: that's well, why, that's why we get them, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, animation, again, I've not um, looked into it, but animation, I'm assuming, was farmed overseas.
1: Yeah, so animation was done in China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Korea, Japan, okay. and Philippines, yeah. um, just because it was cheaper to produce it over there. Um, but in terms of the people they had involved, um, they brought over people from Gummy Bears, from Smurfs, DuckTales, Beetlejuice, they just basically pillaged everything they thought you find, I think.
0: Well, I mean, Gummy Beers was a Disney show anyway, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, so, um, and then, um, so Hanna-Barbera Smurf, uh, did Smurfs, Beetlejuice. um, yes, yeah, obviously DuckTales with Disney as well. Um, so, yeah, you know, they, they've, they've, they've gone far and wide to look for people to, to actually do the work, and it, it does show. It's it's quality. It, as we said earlier, it is quality stuff.
0: Um, and when you talk about that pedigree, actually, um, and, and I talked about how there's this kind of, this action-adventure element to it, but the kind of, I guess it's slightly softer, you know, because it things yeah. like, you know, a, a babysitting incident or, or Ariel makes a mistake and sets up a chain reaction. And when you look at the kind of stories that you used to get in Smurfs and in, not so much Gummy Bears, because Gummy Bears is pretty strongly action-adventure, but yeah. certainly certainly in Smurfs and, and DuckTales and, and things like that, it's quite similar, isn't it? Yes. Um, actually, it's so... Yeah, you can you can kind of see that pedigree coming through.
1: Yeah, um, um, yeah, and it, it, it does work, and I think that's the the thing I'm, su- I'm most surprised at is it only went for 31, uh, 31 episodes, and, and normally with these things they they at least bang it out until they've got syndications. So they bang out sixty five of the fuckers, um, but you know when you look at the, the the pedigree here and the the quality you had, I'm surprised it didn't go more.
0: I think maybe and we live in a different world now, but I I think maybe it would have been due to back then the the kind of cycle of cinema, if you like. So The Little Mermaid would have been very big for two or three years. You know, we have the cinema release, then all the toys that come with that. Then we get the VHS release Mm -hmm. and everything that. But then along comes, say, Beauty and the Beast. And so all of a sudden, The Little Mermaid isn't the hot new thing anymore. Um, and then along comes Aladdin and of course Aladdin would have been hot on the heels of this then as an animated show we talked earlier as this was winding up then Aladdin was being released so I guess it's just a kind of natural ebb and flow there and we would see the same thing happen if you think about it with Aladdin and Hercules as well yeah true later on down the line so and, and I guess they, you know, they can't keep all of these shows running at the same time. Now maybe they could because we're in a different culture and cinema's release window just gets smaller and smaller and, and we don't get this kind of ebb and flow of the cinema market and then the home video market and yeah. then the TV sales market. And now, especially with something like Disney+, Plus the temptation would be to just drop this thing all on streaming immediately and then you're on to the next thing for those that want it. Um you know, if you look at, for instance, the way a company like Netflix handles its animated series now, you know, something like Shira, for instance, then where yeah. uh, season five has just dropped at time of recording yeah. and they're all shorter seasons, but they just drop continually. Uh, whereas, you know, so you'll get them every, every feels like it's every six months or so, but maybe that's because I've been watching it in, in quite close proximity. I don't know. But certainly back then, you know, they would have made a block of, say, 20 30 episodes before one had even aired they would have just here is a syndication block and we see that all the time with these animated yeah. shows you know they they have a package block ready to go so by the time those have run and you've kind of almost wrapped up that studio if you like to a certain extent you then look at it and go well yeah we could make more little mermaid or we could take all of those people and make aladdin because that's coming. yeah true so I guess I guess it's all slightly to that. Um, all speculation of course on my part but that seems like it would be logical. Yeah, to... that, that makes sense. So I it is a shame though because I think as as good as the Aladdin show is and and we talked about that you know at length on on the podcast about Aladdin um mm-hmm. as good as that show is I feel like there is something really unique about the little mermaid. Um I just feel like that the fact that we have a female lead and it's underwater, and so there's everything that comes with that, and then there's these these whole cultures that they've brought on these these sharkanians and everything that that have a backstory. Whereas Aladdin was okay. What magic artifact has been stolen this week? Yeah. Um, Jasmine's been kidnapped again. Go and rescue it. You know, and and it was it was quite repetitive. Um, I don't think we've seen anything like this since, and. I don't think we saw anything like it at the time either. Um, I mean, yes, of course, we have had animated shows with females, you know, after this we had things like Kim Possible and yeah. Powerpuff Girls and and all sorts of other um, shows like it. But just this, this very specific kind of undersea setting and the kind of slight mythology that goes along with it and these kind of wacky adventures that end up somehow escalating into actual fights and action adventure scenarios and there are fights in this like there are actual fights and things and chases and all of that like it just feels very original and unique to me um and maybe that's that's what's drawn me into watching so much of it is i just i feel like it's quite fresh in a way
1: yeah yeah that makes sense um yeah it's, it's it's a strange one and so i'm as I, I until as we started talking about i'd forgotten this fucking thing existed so i mean that's no, um, it a lot of it's feeling fresh to me it's even, even though the fact i would watched four episodes, the first four episodes and re- i could remember them all um yeah no the, there is something about this where it's not same old same old and i'm i was quite pleasantly surprised by that
0: yeah uh, there definitely is plus of course as i say there's the songs as well which completely yeah. i mean look look it's not alan menkin and howard ashman all right it's not. it's not the songs are not feature film quality but i mean the fact there's songs at all is well yeah and they. Um, i mean they're good they're they're, just passable for what
1: they are they're just not the quality you that
0: no i'd say say they're good i've been i've been caught humming a few of them this week but (laughs) they're not yeah they're just not at the, at the feature quality and, and it doesn't help that you're reminded how good the music in the film is at the start of every episode, because the start is essentially an overture. Um, oh, oh, you, yeah. get, you get a little bit of under the sea, you get a little bit of part of your world. Um, what kiss else do you girl. get in there? Kiss the girl. And kiss the girl. Yeah, you do. So yeah. So that doesn't help because you're reminded about how good those songs are before you get into the ones for the show.
1: Yeah, no, um, I'm not sure I feel about that. Actually, um, when I put it on yesterday and so hearing the, um, hearing the theme, I can't make up my mind whether it's the most inspired or the most fucking lazy theme song of all the Disney shows
0: Well, I mean, don't forget, Aladdin just used Arabian Nights, like, Aladdin literally recycled a song from the film Um at least they've made an attempt to make an overture here
1: um, Yeah, I, I don't know I, I was just—I I mean, I'd forgotten about Arabian Nights but, um, it's, yeah, it's just one of those Oh, it was the first time I heard it Oh, right, okay, that's cool 'Cause it you know, it's a slightly different version of um, Party World. And then they launch into Under the Sea and then they launch the kiss with hang on a fucking minute, what? I I don't know what I don't know I don't know whether it I liked it or it annoyed me. I
0: can't make my mind up. Um I feel kind of indifferent towards it. Um I look, I don't know how many times I can say I love the little mermaid, but I love all the music from it as well. Um I love everything that that the duo of, of Ashman and Menke it did to, to be fair it's it's the best stuff in Disney's catalogue I think um, but having said that I, I kind of feel like yes I wanted this to have its own theme because it is something slightly different to the movie mm. it ties into the movie beautifully but it is something slightly different and I feel like it even though the tone is the same it would have been nice to be able to set it apart having said all of that you had to sell this as The Little Mermaid. And those songs are iconic. They, they so, are.
1: I mean, I, I don't know whether they needed that on top of having the same... You know, I mean, they, they they will would go on to do other tie-ins which wouldn't have the same, you no, know, have the music in the film and hadn't done them any harm. Um, so I, I don't know. It just, it's one of those. It's a, I think, it, it jumped out at me and I can't, think, I can't put my hand, finger on yeah, why.
0: I think there may be an element as well. Don't forget, you know, this is back in the time again, early 90s. Cable is king here. And there were a million and one channels. And you are looking to hold the attention span of a small child. Who will have famously short attention spans. And as they're either in the other room hearing what's going on on the TV. Or flicking around the channels. If all of a sudden you get Kiss the Girl or Part of Your World blaring out. They're going to go, oh it's the Little Mermaid. I know that. Stop. Mm. Yeah, true. So I I, I think there's maybe some of that to it um i think the problem is that it's again um it, it's passable as an overture but it's not great it doesn't no. blend those songs particularly well i don't know it doesn't
1: no, um, and, and no the transitions are a bit
0: ropey yeah i think that's more of the problem than the fact that they're using them
1: yeah maybe yeah i i, I, I can't work out whether I thought it was a good move or not, but something about it is stuck in my head and I can't work out if it's good or a bad thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe another way to have gone would have just been to have adapted under the sea, changed the lyrics. Well, I
1: mean, for the, the closing credits, they did, and they just had the instrumental of under the sea.
0: Yeah. But I mean, in terms of the, the opening, you could have just maybe I don't know, gussied it up a bit, added a bit of drama or something, made it less up tempo. If you like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That would have worked. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't realize. I didn't know there was a stage show as well. But the um, the overture was used in the um, a, a a very similar um overture was used in the in the stage show in two thousand and seven to what came on the um, came on the show.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it's it's an overture, so that makes sense. Um, I would imagine it's it's basically this plus poor unfortunate souls thrown in there for good measure.
1: So, I would have thought so. Yeah, but yeah, I completely was unaware of the fucking stage show.
0: Uh, no, I remember there being a stage show. Um, Never watched it, which seems odd for me, um, but I didn't. Uh, I'm sure, however, it will tour again at some point, as most stage shows do. So I can catch it then.
1: Yeah, i say it'll be around at some point, I'm sure.
0: Uh, and and if not, I'll always have the show in MGM.
1: Well, yeah, that's it.
0: So. um, But yeah, I, I think that's that's kind of my thoughts on this. There aren't... To say that the main thing that surprised me was just just how ambitious it was. Yes. I guess. And and in one way, it, it seems, it seems silly to say it's ambitious because it, it, it was going to be a surefire hit. It always was. It was based on a blockbuster movie. It was always going to be huge. But then it could so easily have just been a lazy cash in. Yeah. And it's not. It's, it's, I'm... it's, it's its own thing. It'll stand on its own two feet, no pun intended. And and yes, you do have that slight dovetail into the movie, which again is, is quite ambitious. They didn't have to do that, but that actually adds, not just to the show, but to the movie. It adds context to the movie, and especially to Ariel's character, and especially yeah. to her detractors as well. So, I, I you know, I, I think it didn't have to do any of those things. And the fact that it not only did them, but did it well. It's pretty fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, the one thing I did want to say, um, so watching on Disney Plus, um, the first episode you get is um, the Great Sebastian, which, as you said earlier on, it's a Sebastian episode. Ariel's barely fucking in it. She's not the driving force behind anything. It's all Sebastian fucking up and, and it coming around in the end because of Ariel. But and I I, I remember when I was watching, it, I was thinking yes, sir, that's a really odd choice of first episode. Yeah because you know you're selling the little mermaid and she's not even the star of the show in this in your first episode but what happened was and i've, I've read this today um they started with um um a, a feature um, not a feature length but it was um it was as, a, as a special feature episode um it was a 30 minute day called whale of a Tale, which then went on to become a special um so it's not sh- it's not shown as part, of the sh- as part of the season that aired on the friday afternoon on cbs and then the actual run started to fall another day after on the saturday morning at 8 30 with the great sebastian so that's generally taken as the first episode even though it wasn't made as the first one um i can't find fucking whale of a Tale on um on disney plus which is quite annoying um because i think that would probably help in terms of would have helped in terms of selling it and i, th- I think that Going into it from a you know, straight from to a Sebastian episode was a bit weak, and it, I was a bit worried when I saw that. I was like, "All oh, right, okay." What's yeah, because it is what's going to happen there. It's not the strongest start.
0: No, it is like the Sebastian show, isn't it? Um
1: Yeah, because there was a, a Sebastian show, wasn't there? A small one, a short one. Was there? Yeah, it was. It wasn't its own thing. It was in oh fuck, what was it called? My Super I think it was like a, a short skit they did in the middle now, of those.
0: No, I would. I was never really fond of Marsupalami. One of the main things I remember of Marsupalami was the end of the theme tune, where it had that really weird... Yeah, that slowed-down yeah, voice. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, That is branded in my fucking brain. Um, so, yeah, maybe there was. I didn't, as I say, Marsupalami was a was a bit of a hard pass for me, if I'm honest. Uh, I'm sure we'll look at it at some point on yeah, this here show. Here we go. The series
1: uh, received a spin-off entitled Sebastian the Crab, which aired as a segment of the TV series Marsupalami. Segment star Sebastian and a set outside of the sea taking place after the wedding of Ariel and Eric.
0: I mean, the title alone kind of sets it all out. It's not exactly original, is it? Sebastian the Crab. Yeah. We thought so, about that one for all of 10 seconds, didn't we, guys? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, this uh, Masu Balami came out... Well, fuck, it only ran with, um, 13 episodes, um, September to December 93. So this was when Little Mermaid was still showing.
0: Wow, so, I so thought Marshall Arby was a lot later.
1: I thought it was about ninety five, ninety six. Maybe it didn't appear over here for a while. Um
0: yeah. oh, was... I thought it was a lot later. I just remember not liking it very much. Um so it, it's I don't remember
1: that... a big deal about it to be honest. Apart from it taught me where a Marsupial was.
0: Yeah, maybe we should we should watch that and I bet you will watch it and I'll fucking love it now. Um <laughs>
1: well it won't take long, it's only thirteen episodes, it's only six hours.
0: It's strange that The Sebastian Show would be running concurrently with this, isn't it? Alongside yeah, that. That yeah. is strange. But then I guess you've got the in-house team there. Well, if they're not in-house. They've farmed it out. But you've got the team there. Uh, and yeah. You've got the character sheets there. You've got the voice talent there. So I guess use it while you've got it. Um, well, yeah, and I guess right. if they're short, you could maybe bash out four or five of them to one episode of The Little Mermaid. So. Yeah.
1: If if not more to be honest. I think they were I think they were only sort of two minute skits. I don't think they were much.
0: Well, there you go. Um I, I think that much Sebastian would just make me want to throw things at the TV, if I'm <laughs> honest. Um he's yeah. okay in small doses, but he's rather irritating as a character, isn't he? Um To
1: be fair, in in the episode he led, which was the first one I watched, I'd had enough of him.
0: Yeah, he is he is pretty fucking irritating. Yeah. Um although we talk about this a lot on this on this podcast as well um but in terms of cultural appropriation and cultural representation um considering the time it was as well they have again they avoid a lot of pitfalls with sebastian as well don't they um i mean he's got the accent yeah but that's about it you know he, he doesn't there's nothing i think um overtly racist about sebastian um, no, which is you know a trap that could especially you know in the film it's 80 minutes it's it's easy in and out you can you can get away with the fact that he's just got that accent, Um yeah. when you start diving into backstory and stuff in a TV show I think there would have been temptation yes. to lampoon Sebastian a lot more and again they do do it they, they, don't they do do a it. little
1: bit I mean I I remember there was I had a sort of spit take yesterday when I was watching I can't remember which episode it was but um, Ariel is plotting something because she's always fucking plotting something. And she says something to uh, Sebastian or Triton or Flounder about, oh well we'll no, we'll have to ask my father, well we'll have to ask my father, I we'll have to see what my father says. And he appears out of nowhere as he'd want to do and say, oh ask your father about what? And she you know, goes, oh, can Sebastian and Flounder come for dinner? And Triton says, oh of course. I always love hearing Sebastian's opinion on Kings, and it's just the most fucking horrible delivery of it, and it's, it's done tongue in cheek. But it's like, for fuck's sake, there's no need of that because now it's yeah, just looks I like know, taking the piss.
0: I know the episode you mean. I think it's um, the
1: Seahorse, isn't it? I think it's the little stormy in it.
0: It is, um or is it urchin? I think it, it it's one of those it's two. One is of I those two, yeah. Um, yeah, but even that is more. That is more making fun of the character, I think, than it necessarily is it, the culture. Yeah it is uh, but i
1: think i mean if you look at it now some fucking sjw must have jumped on it by
0: now yeah uh, i mean it i mean it is as much as i try and defend it like that obviously that accent is part of that character so it is still but you know there's a temptation there especially with him being a crab and having like legs coming out the side of his body and stuff it would be very easy to go full rastafarian with him oh of course uh, And they they don't, you know, they really don't lean into that stereotype. It's just that's how that character sounds, um, you know, in the same way that flounder sounds the way that flounder sounds. So, yeah, they I mean, they do nothing with it either way. You know, they don't own it, um, but they don't make fun of it either. And I think that's that's pretty good going, to be fair, because it would be very easy to misstep there.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, they the, I think I mean we 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 profit this as an excuse quite often that it's it's of its time. Doesn't excuse it, but you kind of you kind of expect it to an extent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so yeah, I, I I don't know, it's it's not something I had a massive problem with it, but I can I can I can imagine very many people on the internet going, Oh fuck this, they can't do that, fucking Disney pretending the they're all rasters.
0: Big- yeah, I think I think they do pretty well with it, uh, and we're pretty sensitive to this sort of stuff. We are sensitive souls, as most of you listeners would have gathered by now. Um, Not to the lobster, Tang firmly in cheek. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there's also you know even when you look at the Lobster Mobster, yeah, they don't like they go for that kind of lampoony 1920s, yeah, see wise guy kind of approach, yeah. Rather than going for you know the hardcore Italian American mafioso, yes, um, which again that would have been the easy pull, particularly the time this was being made. Yeah, you know we we would have had the Godfather. We would have yeah we would have had Goodfellas as well. Or Goodfellas would have been big. In fact, at this time, yeah, so it would have been right about the, the time, wouldn't it? There would have been temptation, I think, to go for that real hardcore Italian American. Mobster and you know, had him chewing a matchstick and giving yeah. him a load of stubble and slick back and, and all of that, but there's none of it. It is, it is more just falling back on on the old comedy lampoon of, yeah, see, we're gonna fill you full of lead, boys. See, yeah. and that's fine, that is not offensive in the slightest. No. Um, yeah, at least it doesn't feel so to me. If there are any people out there who are offended <laughs> by that, then please let me know why. I, yeah. I don't see that that can be. It's such a, a lampooned kind of delivery of things. Um yeah, so, I
1: mean I, I don't know, mate. I don't I don't see a social grouping where that can possibly be offensive. I may be wrong and no, that would be my ignorance and I apologize for that if I have offended or we have offended anybody. Um but no what else is new let's be fair.
0: I never offend people <laughs> intentionally. Oh well, intentionally
1: um, is different. Intentionally is entirely different. Um yeah no you're right. Um it's, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, and they say, they, there they, they would have been temptation to do all sorts. And I think that Disney are probably the most careful uh, of anyone producing stuff that we're looking at at this time for for not doing that and not getting not making those horrible fucking stereotypes. Um, Song was, of the South. Just ah, gonna
0: that, leave that
1: there. That wasn't that wasn't early nineties, was it? That? that was a long oh, time. Oh no,
0: no, not of this time. Oh no. Yeah, 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 no,
1: yeah, no. I, I, when yes, that that is fucking horrendous. Um, but yeah. Um, certainly of, of this time and we talked oh, we talked about something the other day and there was a horrible italian stereotype but when it translate it was a british show And when it went to america they turned it into irish i think it was i can't remember what it was what show it was now um
0: I but know, anyway it's gone we watched so many shows i know that
1: it was uh, yeah I, I can hear i can hear the yeah oh
0: the um it was it was danger mouse
1: that's it with the baron
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah so yeah, so I mean, there's, there's always that's always been there. And there's always temptation. I mean, generally with the was
0: stiletto, stuff. wasn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, and then they 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 changed it to um they changed it to something else. didn't they um, but yeah, it's 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 something. The temptation is always there. I think Americans in television historically have changed anything negative. They tend to they tend to move it away from anybody who's going to actually complain and make it about the Irish, mm-hmm. um, because apparently no Ireland don't get offended by anything except abortion um but yeah it's it's, it's a strange, strange
0: one jesus we were doing so well
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, it's topical i'm sure
0: that it's was so mark funny. i don't offend people remember listeners that was mark <laughs> please address your complaints to mark
1: yeah bring it on that's fine i'm yeah i'm pro-choice um but yeah um, i it, mean it's 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 fine it's a temptation would have been there but um I said, they, they managed it quite well i'm just reading a tweet and that's why i'm a little bit distracted sorry um i reached out to the guys at at 37 disney street um which is another podcast discussing all things disney um asking for their thoughts on the show um they've come back um, with a lot of things that we've um, we said that you know, the tvc the tv shows of the film often fail because they're recast and the cast don't understand them um so by keeping the um keeping as much as the original cast as they can would have helped it and then bringing pat carol in for a couple of episodes as well which sort of helped has helped the transition so i think it's it it tends to be um, a theme whereby a lot of people have gone. Ah, it's great. You know, we we know the show, we know the film, we know the show, and it, it works quite well. When you start introducing the unknowns, it's where it tends to fall down, and that's where um, like Aladdin wasn't as great because they they didn't they didn't it wasn't as in keeping with the show with uh, with the film as as this was, and it didn't have the same sort of the same sort of feel to it. That became very stale very quickly. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite interesting. And thanks to those guys for getting in touch. Um, but yeah, it's quite interesting to see that we're
0: not the only ones who have the same sort of opinion in a show yeah i mean i think i think that probably speaks volumes to it's the quality of it and its appeal then um that you know this isn't stuff that you know we're picking up on just because i'm a i'm a disney nut and we sit down and watch way too many cartoons than would be considered healthy for for men of our age you know um it's not just that that has led us this obviously there is something about this show that has a broader range of appeal that that not just us have picked up on Um, so I think I think for me in summation this is one of those shows and and they come along every now and again when when we record these shows this is one of those shows that has just completely taken me by surprise it is Mm. I, I remember it vaguely and obviously we put it on the list but it is not what I expected it to be in the best possible way yeah um, it is not the best show that we've watched for this podcast it's probably nowhere near the best show that we've watched for this podcast um it's pretty fucking good and it's really well made and mm. as we said the voice cast are exceptional um and I've, I've really enjoyed watching it. And I think I'll probably watch a lot more um, because it's so easy to access. Well, and, well, and said, it's, only, it's only 30 that.
1: episodes at the end of the day as well.
0: Yeah, it is. So, hundreds. You know, it, it is so easy to access that... I mean, you know, we, we quite often say at the end of these shows, you know, it's di- things are difficult to find, so don't bother. Or if you feel like sticking this on, it's only five minutes or whatever. But as far as this one is, is concerned, it's so easy to access. It's so readily available and it's so good that just give it a spin next time you, you're bald, guys. Next time you're flicking around Disney Plus or whatever and you don't know what to watch. Just stick some of these on. You, you'll be surprised. Yeah, I just, think.
1: just bypass the first one.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe skip that first one, which is yes. uh, something start, really weird and shonky about it.
1: Yes, the start on Urchin, which is episode three.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, I, I would agree. Uh, is, is, is Stormy episode two? That's yes. not bad either. That's, that's, that, that's not bad.
1: It's not bad. It's, I think but yeah, Urchin I agree. Like the, it, does be, I watched.
0: Yeah, it does pick up by about episode three, four, something like that. It really starts to find his feet. Um, give it a spin. It's good. Yes. Yeah
1: yeah i'd agree with that i mean i i think you're right it's it's not the best show we've watched but i mean it's certainly above average um and we've, we've watched lots, lots of fucking stinkers on this show um so yeah i mean i I'm, I'm i'm in agreement i mean it's it's not difficult to watch it's not difficult to track down um and it's 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 what you expect from the Mermaid. i mean i came into it not really being that bothered I'd, forgo- and I'd forgotten about the show until we um until we started talking about it um when we put it on the list um, and when I watched it, I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, it held up really well. So, after that first episode. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm more than a favourite. So, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to go back and I mean, I, I'm not sure what we're recording next week. I can't remember because I've slept since the last time we spoke. But um, it's the sort of thing that if I've got time out, I'll, I'll fit a couple more in because I mean, there's only there's only 31 episodes. I've watched four or five already. So, you know, it's, it's not going to take me that long to get through. And realistically, if I chuck them on, I can do it during the day when the kids are around. Whereas when we, well, when we do the other shows and we're watching stuff like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, i got to wait till the fucker's got to bed. Um, so no, anyway, it limits my, my viewing time. Whereas with this, I can chuck this on at sort of seven o'clock in the morning when, the, no, when they're already driving up. The bloody walks have been up for hours um, and just you know, let them get on with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, this must be pretty good actually to watch watch with the kids because you've, I mean, obviously you've got one of each there as well. And I said this is, you know, has a pretty broad, yeah, reach and appeal. I think so, and there's kind of a timeless quality to it as well. I think kids of today will respond to it just as well as we would have in the nineties. Well, yeah, um, that's it. No, that's, and, and yeah, I mean, yes, some of it looks of it. a bit sorry.
1: As of the fact there is that action aspect too. I mean, number two's got the attention span of a goldfish, but he will. No, you put something that put something on screen where there's a bit of conflict and a bit of action, a few chases, and there's a bit of fighting, and he's all over it. It could be, you know, put Mickey and to Races on, he loves it. But fucking Wacky Races on, he loves it. You know, but fucking whatever, as long as it, no, as long as it flashes enough and there's a bit of a bit of slapstick in it, he loves it. Number one's a bit more discerning, but again, she. No, she's all into princess no the Disney princesses and the Aero's a favourite of hers for a while. So no, it's it's something I wouldn't hesitate to chuck on. Um and you no know, means I get to do you know, get to do some research at the same time. And they're quiet, which is a fucking miracle.
0: So I'm about to tell you that, that number one's got good taste, but then I guess <laughs> after you've said that Ariel's a favourite for a while, you're now gonna tell me she's probably into frozen.
1: No, she was when she was about two. Um oh, okay. So yeah, as long no, she,
0: as as long as Ariel hasn't been usurped by uh by Anna and Elsa, then... no,
1: no, no. Um, so she she went through phases. I think it's just when she I don't know, as she watched them, she went through Cinderella for a while. Snow White had a brief stint. Belle had a brief stint. Ariel lasted a while, um, and I think now she's just on to Minnie Mouse. She's just on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse constantly. Um, so I think it. I think if anything, it's just Minnie Mouse all the time.
0: Stop before she gets to Daisy.
1: Oh, Daisy's a whore. That's not. Uh, that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Daisy is a complete slut. Like, just don't, don't let her get involved with that Daisy nonsense.
1: Like, yeah, no, she's uh, she's all into Minnie, so it's fine.
0: Uh, yeah, that, I think yeah, Minnie's acceptable. Uh, okay. Listen to me being judgy about Disney <laughs> characters. What the yeah. fuck is wrong with me? Can't believe slut of Duck. Um, yeah, I can. Uh, <laughs> look, look, right. She's a fucking duck. Okay, she's always going to be a duck. There is there is no way you can dress that up. She's always going to have fucking giant ass. She's always going to have a massive nose, but like she still feels the need to just go out and get these giant friggin' eyelashes and batterize at everybody with these fucking come to bed eyes that she's got. And you know she's sleeping around on Donald as well, because she's constantly just putting it out there. Like she's she's just a. I fucking hate Daisy Duck.
1: So hang, hang on, she she's got a big ass. A big nose and big eyelashes. The fucking Kardashian, of course, she's fucking around.
0: There you go. See, there you go.
1: Jesus. I, is is it go. not?
0: <laughs> anyway, it's not slut shaming. It's duck shaming, isn't it? So <laughs> perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, that's all right. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'd love to know your, uh, your thoughts on this. Yeah, show. we should I mean,
0: probably wrap it here before I go any further off the rails. Um, it's been <laughs> one of those evenings, hasn't it? So yeah, <laughs> it
1: really has. Um, let's yeah, so, so, I say something that's going to get me locked up somewhere. So. yeah I think I've already done that um, but yeah so I mean as always um, get in touch let us know what you think thanks to the guys at 37 Disney Street for uh, for, for responding to that as yeah, well yeah and
0: check those guys out
1: yeah, um, yeah some pretty good shows they're talking about Beauty and the Beast this week so uh, that's, uh, that's always a good sign um, yeah let us know what you think though you can get in touch with us uh, all the usual channels at SMPD Pods uh, on Twitter on Facebook with the Double Down Podcast Network uh, you can go to our website ddpodcast.net uh, where there's our previous shows or our other shows as well uh, wherever you get your podcast from be it itunes google play spotify stitcher wherever um subscribe like us leave us a review uh again just no, en- anything you can to get in touch really and um yeah we'll you no, know, we'll uh we'll get back to you if we can but until next time
0: see you later